Welcome to the Out of Bounds podcast, where you'll listen to two backyard footy tragics, debate and discuss the week that's been and the week that will be. We'll have a new podcast every week, but if you're here now, thanks for checking us out. To infinity and beyond! Guys, so much to talk about tonight. We're going to get straight into it right now. I'm Coach. I'm joined by my co-host, JR. Let's do it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! So first game of the round last week was Richmond-Sydney. Brilliant game. Really good game. Yeah, superb. I know for a fact that you did not listen to my message, though, that night to watch the end of that game. I did not. I yeah. agree. So you missed out the full emotion of it, but good call by the umpires in the end at the time. In the heat of the moment, it was pretty nerve-wracking to think it, well, in my opinion, that it could have been... It could have won on the game. Been over won Richmond in the game. Yeah, it was a funny moment, though. Like, seeing a player boot the ball out of the ground like that, I haven't really seen that before. But it's not odd. I don't. I don't know whether. I think you would have seen it. I don't think you would have seen it into the crowd though. Yeah, that was very peculiar. Uh, yeah. His timing was, yeah, very, very interesting. But did you? So have you seen the footage of where the umpire was, in terms of where he was? I haven't. But when I was watching the game, it was the umpire. I thought it looked like they were only. Five meters off the play. No, so he was he, he was probably about thirty meters away. So I suppose when you got screaming fans and all that sort of stuff going on, you might not hear that whistle. Um, and then he's heard he's obviously heard the siren, booted the ball, and we're back where we are now. But I tip Richmond, you tip Sydney. So I believed in Richmond the whole time, and had that call gone the other way, I think. The conversation would have been a lot different tonight, but it uh, is what it is. Well deserved by Sydney, though they really fought back in that. They game. did, hundred percent. I really thought that they were down and out, but then when they just came back, Richmond just had nowhere to go themselves. In terms of like Richmond just couldn't just handle that like that fight back from Sydney. You know, and they're a good side. I reckon Richmond know how to fight a challenge. It's not too long ago they were up there themselves at the very top but yeah that turnaround that final quarter you know at the end of the third Richmond were 12 goals four to Sydney 10 goals 10 you know and they're finished with Sydney kicking six goals straight that quarter yeah and what, uh, what did Richmond kick remind well, this me this is interesting actually looking at this I didn't I don't remember this much happening in the last quarter myself but they've kicked three goals and six points I uh, kicked may not necessarily have been all of those points either, but still, that's a lot of pressure in there forward. But yeah, Hardwick, not happy. I think as you wouldn't be. Most I don't think Victorians the players were probably happy. Don't think the players were happy. Well, <laughs> with that last call. One thing we're 
hot off the press with, but we are probably now a few hours behind, is the fact that Buddy's Franklin gone for a week of the uh, principal, so to speak, for the yeah. actions. Week, what do you reckon? Um, I I agree that he should have got time, hundred percent. I thought it would have been more than um, a week. My and the reason why I think why I thought it was going to be more than a week was because if that incident, because the AFL has made a habit of judging the action based on the outcome, that could have been very, very different. Well, yeah, I actually... I I seriously am surprised by the one week, just because his action was physically towards the head. And, yeah, yeah, you know, he said he didn't... Doesn't have the best record either. No, but also... People would say sometimes he gets off lightly anyway, and this reflects that, I think. I've seen people in the heat of the moment go for worse in their just gameplay, just fluid motion, and it's just got a bad consequence to it, whether they've, you know, made contact with the head in a bump or whatnot. Mm. And, you know, they're thinking fast, but, you know, the match review is like, oh, too bad with the rules of rules. This one, you know, it's, you know, methodical, premeditated, you know, it's nowhere at all in the game. We enjoy it. But, yeah, to see one week on that, I thought, oh. When they say... Pretty weak. Yeah, when they say, we've got to rub this out, and they talk about stuff like the, you know, the tackle where they're swinging them and, you know, they're paying it now when their head doesn't even hit the ground. Yeah. Going off the last few weeks. So, I just, yeah, I thought, oh, I just, they don't make sense. No. I agree. They make sense. But very good game to watch. Was um, it? Was it Chad Warner who yeah. booed the ball out? Yeah. Yeah. So and, just, and funnily enough, he just, he marked the ball after Prestia kicked it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, funny. Oh, well, at least he's getting his five minutes of fame because... Again? Uh, yeah, well, he, 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 he didn't really earn the five minutes with the holding the ball in the centre. That was unfortunate. Oh, the run too far against Carlton. That's still just a highlight. One of the worst umpiring calls. He's vicariously attached to that. But, yeah... I'm really glad I picked Sydney there. That's as you know, as you can see, that ends the streak of Richmond there. Mm-hmm. Not the last five games anyway. Yeah. You know that ends the streak they've had their loss. And who have they, they, they sit there in ninth though? I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there a little bit later. But who have they got next week? Who have Richmond got? As in approaching or this week? This week, yeah. yeah. Round twelve. Round really 12. stepping into it. And you know what? We've stepped so far in that they're we're in buy time. They're so in, they've got a buy. They're in buy. So yeah. So just to okay. make sure we don't really discuss these people: Giants, Port, Richmond, Saints, Carlton, and the Dons are all resting. Probably booked into some B and Bs with their misses, maybe. Yeah, probably. What do you reckon? It's like Toby Green's going down south. Of- New South Wales, apparently. I, don't know, I just heard an interview with him the other day. Do they do get time off? Or yeah, they do. I, I'd say they do. I, 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 they'd get a little bit of time off, I'd say, and then back with the clubs and into the swing of things. Uh, it's a long time. It's a two-week break. So, uh, Well, where do we go with game two of the round? Brisbane GWS. Both went Brisbane. And to be fair, I think most of most people would have tipped Brisbane. But another one, another good game, man. Lockie Not, Hill. 39 disposals. Yeah. He's really threatening Crips. 
Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I, Cripps hasn't had um, he hasn't had great a great couple of weeks. Realistically, didn't oh, that's really. Just plays are stepping up. Didn't have to do a lot um, last week. Uh, because of that. However, I would have liked him to do a little bit more, but we'll get on to that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Walsh had 30-plus again. So, but, yeah, you're right. I think he yeah, uh, he, as well. he definitely is going to... Um, he will challenge, I think. I, I certainly think he'll challenge. He's in better form now than what he was in his Brownlow season. So that's not bad going. No, well, just one to watch, you know. He He's spoken of his form being better than that of when he was in his... This is like a new in his And how he season, feels, yeah. And just now. So it is, you know, pay attention. But Cripps is, you know, putting the writing on the wall. But it's still mid-season. Plenty of time. But, yeah. I was really impressed with Lockie Neal. Yeah. Giants, you can't bemoan the meal either. That was good gameplay. You know, considering they lost they by sit, 14 points. Yeah, you know, considering where they're sitting on the ladder, they're just outside the bottom four. And they've been sitting there, you know, they've earned that spot. You know, they're really comfortable there at the moment. But, you know, that was a yeah, really good effort for, for someone in second who continually gets spoken about as, you know, a the, final that, threat. That premiership. You know, people were saying a lot at the start of the year. It was going to be Port and Brisbane. Well, Brisbane, I, that, well, I told you that's exactly what I did. No, I read that as well. But Brisbane are sitting second, which is exactly one of the spots you need to be in at the end. Granted, mm. they'd like to be one up, but yeah, well, well just as good. Realistically, doesn't matter. The finals still played at the MCG. Yeah, uh, Geelong Adelaide. Both of us tipped Geelong. We didn't really expect much from Adelaide that game. Jeremy Cameron four goals. Darcy Fogarty kicked three for Adelaide. Goodness gracious. What about Cameron? How did he go? Jeremy Cameron? Hmm. Kick four. Oh. I said that if you listened. Oh, no, I was actually trying to get my <laughs> notes ready. <laughs> um, no, he kicked four. Um, but again, I mean, disposals, like Stuart had 40. Nice. Leading disposal getter again for Adelaide, Rory Laird. So, I... <laughs> He needs some. He needs some help, I think. Rory Lid, but I can't see them doing much at all. Adelaide? No. Yeah. Well, realistically, I'm just I, looking. I, at I really can't. But my uh, yeah. Again, I, I say that tongue in cheek because my Jew it'll probably come back to bite me on the ass when Carlton play. I'm looking at their side though, and their side actually, you know, they haven't got too many outs. You know, uh out only due to a test, so he could be back this week. Sloan's out for the year, and that's about it, really. He was a good get, Rochelle, eh? Well, you he started the year off well. really, really good. Yeah. Well, Seeds, and Seedsman's still out through those concussion protocols. Yeah, I know. So that's, that's bad. Well, generally but speaking, you, considering so, you normally only get the week off, but we say, we say that's bad. Did, did this happen 20 years ago when this rule didn't exist? Did guys no. still stay out or did go, I think that Do you think Seedsman would have recognised that he should be out, he should be staying out of the game because he's got um, 
you know, still suffering from effects of concussion. Do you think he recognises that or he's being told to stay out of the game via those that med team? No. They've obviously recorded something which they're not telling us. And I think to ensure he doesn't get told to retire early, he's staying on their Staying books. out. Yeah. Because yeah. they will. They'll say, unfortunately, due yeah. care even as a club now. Mm. Yeah. Future lawsuits be something I'd be thinking about with this world. You know, just going back to what you mentioned with Geelong, though, with Adelaide. So Adelaide, I think, have, you know, going off their list, there's about four outs. This is Geelong's outs. Some might be tests, but that's a lot on your... So who have they got out well, currently? You've got Ray Stanley out with an ankle. Yeah. But he's, he could be testing this week. Sean Higgins is testing this week for soreness. Max Holmes is to be announced. Siegler, have I pronounced that right? Yeah. Siegler, Siegler. I'll tell you, I'm not a passionate Cats fan. <laughs> you know, they've got to be marquee for me to know their names. Yep, that's fair. No, no, no. But yeah, you got Stevens out. Gary Rowan's going to be testing his hamstring. Kruger's out. Minna Goal's out. Dangerfield's got that calf. He'd come back after the bye. Yeah, there's only two weeks. Straight back, yeah. But Cornsy, no, Montagna, I think, is calling out the old man injury. Carthy? Yeah, I reckon it'll be the reoccurring injury. Um, you know, well, who else you really got? you got a few more outs there. Jack Henry, key defender, two weeks. That's a lot of outs, though. Oh, I'm not going to sing their praises, though. We've all, we've all got them. I just think Geelong... Geelong could suck a little bit if they wanted to, if they're not up there at the moment, even though that's exactly what they are. But yeah, they're old. Got key players though, but they got, yeah, some serious outs. So I heard have some really good backup reserves. I heard a stat today on Geelong, actually. So so Chris Scott and uh, Joel Selwood. Play two hundred and fifty. Play and coach two hundred and fifty games this week together. <laughs> that must be two hundred and fifty as captain. Jeez, I'm thinking Joel Salwood's had some time out for him to catch him. No, he's, I think he's got. I think he's played more than two hundred and fifty games. I think it's two hundred and fifty games as captain. Oh, sorry, I haven't heard you speak that properly yet. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose they've started together, but I suppose these days coaches sit out with illness and whatnot and have others sit in the chair. Yeah, well, I mean, 250 games for... um, Yeah, so he's played 343 games. So you would think 250 as captain, potentially. But, yeah, that was just the stat. I I think Billy Brownless gave that stat out on um, Triple M today, so it could be bullshit. Actually, so I don't know why I went with that. I love Billy. Just go <laughs> with it. Um, D's and Frio, man. Yeah, I'm now not you surprised. and I watched this one together. I'm not surprised. You're not surprised? Nah, well, I'm, I was a bit surprised. I'm not, I didn't think I'm not that they would let teams, a, a team, come out and do that to them. After yeah, North, after home. North, I did not think that they were going to let Freo get anywhere near them. Yeah, no. But 
you know, like I said, that's rocked their confidence letting, you know, a bottom side get within good footy of them for three quarters and then they blitz him in the end. They would have gone, what's going on here? While other teams were, you know, licking their lips going, man, look at what these confused kids are doing. Yeah. This is what you've got to do. And, yeah, I think... I think something's going on. They've been completely opened up. And um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy so the media don't have to keep going on about them being unbeatable. Yeah. And, you know, Maxi Gorn being the greatest ruckman of all time. It's like any time someone wins. Darcy, Darcy give him a bit of a touch-up. Oh, yeah? Go on. On the weekend. No, just give him a bit of a touch-up. And, um, yeah, he, he certainly didn't look in the form that he... Um, has been in previous years. How funny was it? That's not funny. It's just reflective of a team that usually wins. But when a team starts to struggle, you know, their composure. Yeah. yeah. Losing but, May early in that game hurt. I'm surprised. Watching that footage of him, I was. I just didn't think he was going to come off with it. But it's funny. It must have really rocked him. Yeah. Two weeks the, he's gone for. Yeah, for them to sub him out straight away. They, they didn't even... Um, try and do any tests on the bench. He went straight down the rooms and he was gone. Within a couple of minutes, they'd made the sub. Yeah, he's the best defender in the league this year. Well, he absolutely is, 100%, I think. His disposal and his, his, you know, he takes that number one forward every single week. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt him, I think. But there's no iron team. I don't think... I don't think that made a, much of a difference considering Fremantle were kicking overheads in that forward line. They were kicking good goals. Yeah, they were, yeah. They had complete d- domination. They didn't even have Fife. Yeah, Fife's still got to come back into that side. Tabner? Yeah, he's got to come back in too. Just, yeah, just, just wow. From Fremantle, that's a wow. What a way to confuse your fans. Confuse them. Yeah, you know, like those <laughs> people who are going on about flag mantle this year, you know, they've got them excited when they beat Geelong at the Cattery. Then they were up. Then they literally went down out of nowhere. And they were confused and scared. And Longmuir was saying, yes, the wake-up call. This is good evidence of them possibly going back to business, boys. Yeah, but well. still, you know, we know a lot of Fremantle supporters and... They'll be up and about. They've Absol- just been. They've just been the premiers, mate. So they should. Understand. So they should. I'm not taking that away from them. You are a Fremantle supporter. I <laughs> bet you are happy about this, mate. No, no, I'm happy from a WA standpoint. Yep, absolutely, hundred percent. I think it's nice the way that you think of Dockers supporters. I tend to think of Eagles supporters. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's one of those things. Do I enjoy seeing Freo up there? Yep. I do actually at the moment, let me tell you. All right, the doggies played the Eagles, speaking of. Horrible. It was terrible, wasn't it? Horrible to watch. There's not much to talk about. Good football from the dogs. Great football from the dogs, dude. But you you cannot take away from where the Eagles are at at the moment. It is horrible. Well, finally, you'll be happy because as I was highlighting before, you are... A little bit more favouritism of, or you show a little bit more favouritism to the uh, Dockers. The Purple, yeah. And if Carlton didn't exist, you'd go for them. But, yeah. That's fair enough. I probably would. 
Yeah, you must be really happy seeing the uh, Eagles down and out. It is bittersweet for a lot of supporters. I'm not. I, I, look, it's not good for the game to be for teams to be pumping the Eagles by 100 points. It's not good. Not full on. You know, it hasn't happened a lot. I reckon some people well, don't it's, mind. Well, it's happened twice this year. They, they've had... Yeah, but how often have you seen this happen to the Eagles? Well, that's what I'm saying. This is un, this is nearly unprecedented. That's why they've had, so they up until the first place. Well, up until 2022, they had had one 100-point loss in their entire history. And this year they've had two. There you go. So it's not panic stations straight away. Oh, it's panic stations for me, man. I said this last week. I said this last week on the pod. It It's panic stations for me. Looking at that ladder right there, knowing that Fremantle are sitting third and we're last and our percentage is, you know, that that's Fitzroy folding territory right there. That is. You've just been influenced by modern social media. That will not <laughs> happen again. No, it's not going to happen again, but that is why. So when Fitzroy... When they merged and they were talking about that, you do their know, percentage was at 49%. Do you know how their last game in AFL went? Uh, I've, they won it. Yeah, and who did yeah. they beat? Say it. I don't know who they beat. Say it. I don't know who they beat. I think it was Fremantle. Fitzroy. I believe so. It was either them or Port. It was one of the newbies. I, I, do you know what? I can check. Who came in first, Freo or Port? Port, I would have thought. Dr. Zeus, you goose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's late. It's late, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, I, I don't know. I did hear, finally, people calling out Darlington as well. I was always bothered by Darlington's move. You know... Darlington's move? Darling, sorry, not Darlington. Darling, Jack Darling. <laughs> Me apologies. No, but you know, when I spoke about this before, but holding off on that vax and then coming back into the side, you know, as I spoke about this week, it would have really bothered the leadership group. Miss your whole preseason with the team, slot back in. Absolute shambles. That club, though, the success of 06 just seems to haunt them. Like there just seems to be. They, it ebbs and flows, but I feel like the success lingers a lot more than when it when they go flat. But yeah, to know they won a flag in 2018, and now they're this as far at the bottom and below my mob, the kangaroos. But again, we talk about this all the we talk about this all the time. So we talk about how they've drafted in particular and what they've been able to do in the draft and not do in the draft because of trades that they've made, in particular that Tim Kelly trade that really, really hurt him um, and is still hurting him now. But it, we can't keep using these excuses over and over and over again. Everybody in Western Australia and probably everybody in Australia has been saying for years that this team is old. They need to start doing something. Blah, blah, blah. So in 2022, when COVID hits them, because our premier is a dickhead <laughs> and closed and closed everything up. Um, WA teams obviously didn't get it as quickly as the rest of the league. So now that COVID hit them, we can't we can't use that excuse anymore. 
going out to Leaderville nightclubs. That wasn't a smart fucking thing to do, was it? No, well, the Victorians are kicking the boot in now. And so they fucking yeah, should. Yeah, I'm not uh, <laughs> sympathising. That's their, you know, I would have thought that would be their bread and butter, mate. Mm-hmm. Jumping on that, 100%. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, how long do you give them? How long are they down and out for? I'm, I, mate, I, I don't think they can fix this. I don't think they can fix this inside five years. What are they going to do? Yeah, they've no, got no. they've got no kids, oh, so no. I'm I'm open to somebody telling me what you know that they're going to be okay next year. But no. I just don't Please. think they're going to be okay. The only thing that I think saves them next year is they're going to have a shitload of cap space because they're going to get rid of people like Kennedy. Um, I don't Do know, potentially really... Hearn, potentially Nat Nui, potentially Shuey. And people will shoot me for the for that Shuey comment because he's a captain of the club. But, mate, you came back two weeks ago from an injury and you were subbed out of that game for back soreness. You know, and then you've come into a, a game against the Dogs and your side's been done by 100 points. Yeah, you might have just so... trying to fly the flag. Oh, you pick yeah, your best I, team. I agree. Oh, give me that. Look. I, I just, still. I just don't yeah, see it. It's just nerve wracking too, just because when you look when at all those players, like this, man, though, it's hard to sell. It's hard to sell your players as well when you want to trade. When you want to trade your good stock too, and you haven't been able to show their pedigree, so to speak, on the field. Yeah. Because you want to barter for the best that you can get. Like you know, there's still some value here, but it is aging. So you look at like, not, yeah, look, just look like down that ground. So McGovern, Hearn, Shuey, Gaff, oh, Nat yeah, Nui, oh. you know, like, and you can keep going all the way through that list. Injuries Kennedy, you know. Yeah, well, unfortunately, these things happening for you might be a good wake-up call. Geelong is very lucky they didn't have this happen, but I think they never got close to this because they've ran it really well. I, th- I think they're probably they a blueprint. On, yeah. They didn't hold on till the very end and go for disaster. Yeah, I reckon they've always just kept their stocks young and old. They thought, make no mistake, the, the West Coast... Deconing. Sam. Rising star. Sam, yeah. Just Yeah, because the brother... So his brother plays at Carlton, Cal- yeah. Cal- so Cal- yeah. Yeah, young and old again, that, that's great for Geelong. Yeah, absolutely. And... and Listening to an interview the other day with uh, Tom Hawkins, they love him there. Love him. My wife club. loves Tom Hawkins. Oh yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. It's those eyes, I think. The the they're very deep and farm boy, meaningful. Yeah, I was listening to him the other day. He <laughs> farms cattle. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and all, um, the, all the backmen in the Jeremy Cameron and Reece Stanley. Hand, they're all um, down the road from each other. Apparently, they've all got a farm. Um, all right, get, let's get off that. I, I could talk about how shit the Eagles are for a, a lifetime. Yeah, and it's just only interesting to West Australians because... That's right, because the Victorians think it's fucking hilarious. Suns Hawthorne. Well, I was expecting this to be a bit closer. Yeah, I've picked Hawthorne, haven't I? Uh, no, you picked the Suns. Oh, jeez. Look at me go. I just felt like... <laughs> Look at you go. I just really felt like... I didn't pick them, but um, 
Because the, when I listened back and what? was editing the podcast, you said, I'm just not used to picking the suns. Oh, well, there <laughs> so you there go. you go. I should listen back to the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, in saying that, looking at their last five games, they've only got that one win in there. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. And what's, again, what's, what's happening with them? They had that one win and that one win come against Brisbane. Which is... Which is unheard of. Which, no, is, no, why you, which no. is why you get behind them as well. Yeah, and no one thought well, that, that was going to happen. Win? I think it was within two goals that game. I can obviously get that stat it out. It was. It was within a goal, five, yeah. five points. Yeah. So that's a significant win at home, though. But again, I just assume I just assume they're a good side. But yeah, well done, Suns. I think so too. They're they're all of a sudden. I mean, I know that. They're twelfth. They currently sit twelfth, but they're all of a sudden relevant. Again, though, they're just someone like I watch their games. I still don't know their key players because they're just not being. They're not marketed rules. very well. Yeah, like I know Rao. I'd love him. And Lacoches. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's more than that, but I'll tell you something. That I, they I really know, do I'll keep them. In, in a minute, they just actually. keep. They just keep them hidden in the corner. Yeah, what, what well, players? Brandon Ellis is closer to a premiership than Richmond. Oh, that's a massive call. <laughs> that's a massive call. I do reckon. I reckon Richmond. Richmond's great, but now those Suns are exciting. They finally look like a team that's coming together. Yes, I agree. Does Stewie Jew get extension? Oh, you know what? That's he deserves it. He deserves it. Why doesn't he? Well, why does he? They're winning. They're winning. Three of their last five, yep. Fair enough. That's just going off what we've put up there for the last five games. Go into the actual Suns here. Get a look at them and uh, check out their stats. Well, actually, going off their last ten games, they've won six. Ah, sorry, won four, lost six. So yeah, you know, but they are kind well, of... Well, our five-game rap sort of, um, yeah. all of a sudden. Looks so their, their start of the year is not so good, but this 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 currently is looking better for them. Yeah, no, that's all right. I, I hope they pick up. I hope they pick up. Yeah, most of their stats on average with what the league's performing, so they're competitive enough. But yeah. Well, they are sitting 12th, so... But yeah, they're not elite. Not elite yet. No. No, I agree with that. Saints and Roos, come on, you must have something to say about your boys. I watched about the first quarter and that was exciting because it was the standard competitive intro. And then it absolutely fizzled out, got rolled, I turned it off. Not much I can do. You turned it off? Well, I think I honestly watched till the end of the third quarter and then I just couldn't. I couldn't see it through the expected fourth quarter. That's where we absolutely always fizzle out. We're in trouble. Yeah. But thankfully, this is the one week I've not seen my team reported much on social media. They must have uh, backed off on us. Yeah, well, they've got the Essendon, um, the Essendon players and the Eagles players. and They signed the CEO on Oh, don't even start me, man. I don't know how that fucking happens. They were very quiet about that, though, and there's a lot of Essendon players that aren't happy about it. The there's a petition on um, on Reddit currently 
that's got 65,000 signatures that says they want Rutten gone. <laughs> now, that, that doesn't have to be 65,000 members from the, from the Essendon Footy Club, but 65,000 people have gone on and signed a petition to say Rutten needs to go. I think he, he will be the first one gone. I, I, the board has come out again this week and said, so we, we believe in him, blah, blah, blah. And now I said People to... People say they're deaf sentiments. Absolutely. So I, said, I said to Wellesie, mate... about Noble a couple of weeks ago. Mate, I, I said to Wellesie just this morning, they said the, the Carlton board said the exact same thing to Brennan Bolton. They said the exact same thing to David Teague. And look where it got them. So I, I, I said it two weeks ago to you. On this podcast, I do not think that they will last, uh, that Rutten will last through 2022. Yep. I cannot see him coaching unless something dramatic happens. I cannot see him lasting. What's your space? It's a big call. Go back what to. What about Noble? No. He's I can't see that either. No. He's... He doesn't stay. I I think I he might stay until the end of the year, but you the ruse can't continue with this. No, no, it's a disaster. It is. It's, the, it's it was an they, experiment. Take somebody who's business minded, make the club better, blah blah blah. It hasn't worked. I think as well, what's the worst part is that somehow we've got worse this year than last year. Uh, is that true though? Have you like looked it. at the start of the first twelve rounds of last year and does it look any worse? Well, that was. I don't. We I, don't th- I don't think it could look any worse than where you are now. I think, considering where we should have been at with accepting what's going on and people like key positions, whatnot within that side, you know, they walked away from last year, finishing out the final part of that year, winning games, not many, but enough to build their confidence going into the start of the year to at least being competitive. Um, yeah, they've just shown nothing. That win against the Eagles was nothing in the end. You're, you, uh, I must admit, coming from an outsider looking in, obviously, and you and I discuss footy nearly every time we speak, but your confidence in the ruse has waned, especially over the last three weeks. Oh, well. I just don't think... I think, uh, I don't know. You see those glimpses of competitive footy within like three quarters and then they die out. You're like, oh, I think they're going to get it together next week. They're finally going to go. It's that constant like drag back, yeah, drag but back. Like, it's almost every time they kick into our forward line. I know that Suvalak is youth or whatnot, but he just can't cement himself as a dominant forward. Like He just can't get it in his mitts. Zuhar out now two weeks. Two too. weeks, I know, with his foot. Mind you, he was shocking in front of the goals last week. But again, he's just electric. He's good when he gets the ball. Yep, agreed. But you know, Stevenson might be back. He's really fizzled. But yeah, wait and see. I am down and out. That I guess you know. <laughs> that's sort of half accepting that our team's just no good. But I tell you the honest truth, I'm so worried about listening to Jason Horn Francis. You're worried now. Oh, I just, they won't go on about it. It just frustrates me. Like, I, I just don't reckon... Are you will. frustrated because no one from the club or him or his management has come out and said, 
No, we've put it on hold because no, X, Y, Z. They don't need to get involved in it. They probably have told him to just ignore it. They probably tell them to avoid social media so they don't get caught up in this mess. Mm. I think what frustrates me the most is that like people will sink the booty when there's a team on the bottom of the ladder and the bottom team gets the desserts normally because they're like, well, you've got to bottom out and then start again and try to become competitive. Number one draft pick. So North finally get their draft pick at number one and we couldn't get no one and everyone was laughing about the fact we couldn't pay off Dusty Martin to come, Cali from GWS, Dugowie, Gaff. They all said no. So we finally earned our right to get someone good. And, you know, granted, it's up to him where he wants to stay or put or not, but, you know, we're not performing as a team. But, you know... We got him because we fizzled as a team. So, you know, on the, he shouldn't be surprised he's on a low team anyway. That shouldn't be a shock to him. But what annoys me, it's like um, it's like a sell, a family that's on like Salvo's benefits or Centrelink payments, getting like a Salvo's hamper or something at Christmas time. Mm. And like people going, oh, I'm going to have your Tim Tams because you still couldn't afford to eat them or something. So we're going to take them off you. I was like, oh, I just reckon... Talking about Adelaide trying to poach him or Port Adelaide trying to poach him back to... Yeah, I just reckon it's a little bit like of a dog act. I reckon, like, I know you'll say it's within the rules so, and so bad, and maybe I'm just a bit annoyed because it's not... Well, it's not. Tamper. You can't tamper. You, you but can't... It, but they can say be, we'll do anything, and they have. Both clubs have come out and said they'll do anything to get him. two years as well. I was like, oh, you really... But the good thing is, is if he'll, he loves his footy, you'll be able to barter him off. But, yeah... I just find it funny how it's like a free-for-all and they're just, like, pouncing on the meal. And I was like, oh, you keep saying get rid of a team, but I was like, you also, like, they're always going, I oh, send them to Tassie. And they're going, oh, well, North keeps saying they don't want to go to Tassie. But then like, oh, well, we've just heard you've got this kick-ass player who could be one of those amazing once-of-a-lifetime players. Give us him. Take, Let us take him off you. And I was like, it doesn't make sense of how you bring a team up. I just reckon there's something dodging the rules. Like, two years isn't enough. The North to Tassie stuff is... I don't know how this keeps gaining traction every year. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No one's listening to Tasmania. Yeah, Tasmania don't want it. Mm. Yeah, they they want their own standalone side. And I agree with that. It's just Victorians. The the Victorians want it. It's only only Victorians who talk about North wanting... They want to move them. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what they get out of moving them though. So when they move, I like when when Facebook. yeah, so so I I don't grasp it because when they move to Tassie, what do you call them? Do you call them the Tasmanian kangaroos? I don't know, but that sounds fucking stupid. In just our little studio you. here <laughs> in the uh, den, you know, there's a jumper behind us, which is a Fitzroy jumper. You know, in the that's because you respect it in a way because you're like, oh, I'm sad it's gone. 100%. Like, oh, I've got it up there not because of Brisbane. It is the Brisbane's home jumper that is Fitzroy, but I've got it up there for the memory of Fitzroy. Yeah. But, yeah, it should have never happened. Should, they they shouldn't have folded? I wish I was still around. I bet you if they were around, they'd be a massive club. It'd be the biggest hipster club going well, around were, in Melbourne. Yeah, agreed, yeah. They have sick colours. And Maxi Gorn would have 100% gone, I want to wear those over the Melbourne. Yeah. Every hipster... Might not have had a fucking choice. Every hipster would have wanted to go play there. 100%. <laughs> Did you just call Max Gorn a hipster? Oh, he is, 
Hundred percent. I've seen him on those fucking chef ads. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you? I don't know if it was your spec the other day, but can I tell you the worst AFL player? Ad? Now I know people say that Collingwood added back in the early two thousands the shampoo one. Well, I'll get you to watch it. I'll get you to watch it. I've seen that one. And we'll talk about it. it's terrible. Sun Silk, I think it was. Decorate. And it even had the cloak, the cloak brothers in it, and they bang. Bang the lockers and they all open. They've all got the same shampoo in their lockers. Oh, for goodness sake. Okay. Yeah, no. no, but the worst ad is Petraka and the cash converters ad. Oh, yeah. You were saying to me about Literally, this the other day. He's earning a good quid, but he's in cashies. And, he and he's fucking stealing shit off yeah, he's, people. He's paying, but he's buying a PS4, an Xbox, and a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, he's cutting people off yeah. to get them. He gets, like, he lines <laughs> up and there's this poor average Joe, probably needs one for his kid's birthday or something, lining up. <laughs> And Petraka snatches it off and goes past me. I was like, greedy guts. I was like, <laughs> Yep. No, that's fair. He needs to win a few more premierships to get some better ads. Petraka? Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. He was crook on the weekend. He was crook on the weekend. Cashies, uh, cashies get their money from drug dealers, don't they? I'm oh. not getting involved with that. <laughs> <laughs> Got this to sell? All right. Carlton played Collingwood. This was, this was a great game of footy. Nah, it was supporting. It was a great game of footy. And, and even, I, even I, when I wanted to give you a little taunt, you just couldn't. You were so happy. You were just a happy little Vegemite after that game. You were so happy that you saw a great game of football. I 100% was. Uh, do you know what I loved most about it? What's that? Time at the G is listed as the number two game behind the grand final Ooh. for... Attendance. Yep. Yep. So they reckon Dreamtime at the G is bigger than Anzac Day. I don't know how they worked that out because I thought Anzac Day was really, really big, but they've worked out Dreamtime to be bigger than that. Now, they had 81,000 at the G on the weekend watching Carlton and Collingwood. That is fucking amazing. And a good game of footy at that. We were never COVID. really, you we were never really COVID. in the game. Though. You can thank COVID for that. COVID. But I reckon that is another draw card for people wanting to go to main event footy as well. Melbourne's been locked out. Yeah. They can finally go back to main event footy and hear a crowd roar. Yeah. People talk about that G experience. And yeah, Carlton Collingwood, that's that's great rivalry. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and it's one of those ones. If that was 17th and 18th and that was the game, people still would have been fired up in their seats. Like, yeah, because you get up for that game. Frothing like, from their mouth. Just... Yeah, because all those players get up for those rivalry games. I, I, I'm going to be really honest. I wasn't even disappointed about the loss. I really wasn't. Because was, football won on Sunday, 100%. To, get, to see those powerhouse clubs back and getting fans at the games... And playing close games like that, I think that's great. Imagine imagine some old geezer somewhere just listening to it on the radio, hearing the words Dacos and Silvani again, going, hang on, what? Yeah. Like, what honestly, the fuck is this? They got the name spinning around when you talk about the powerhouses. Yeah. And, and they were both Dacos brothers, yeah. And that's what they were back in the day. Now their sons are there. So it's exciting. It is. Nostalgic. I just want to check. And for, and a funny thing, man, Silvani kicks that goal. Um, 
with what, like 20 seconds to go, Carlton win that game. That's how close it got. So, can I tell you my favourite moment of the game? Yes, go for it. My favourite moment of the game was, I think it was Jamie Elliott, but prove me wrong. It, it may not have been. It could have even been crisp. But um, Cripps got a good tackle there on the boundary, and uh, he wasn't too impressed with, I think, how it was laid, so he uh, flew the flag. Yeah. And the biff was on. Yeah, it was, yeah. I just liked his attitude to it, though. You saw it, you saw it if you watched the footage of him in the role going, I'm going to have you, boy. And I liked it. He was, like, fired up. I was like, that's... That was within the first quarter. Absolutely. That's how you But get, that's what I mean. Players that's how get you get people frothing. That's how you build a game that, to 100%. get excited. You won't get an argument out of me. Oh, you know, do you know what I loved about that game? Me. I loved that Jack Ginnivan did fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. he. Get, so I'm just looking at his stat line here. Zero goals, two, nine posies, seven kicks, two handballs. Yeah, well... Five marks, one turnover. He may be the Icarus, you know. You fly too close to the sun, you burn your wings. Long way to back, long way back to earth. But no, I think maybe it's a high-pressure game, but he did do well in Anzac. I think that's when he pulled out the phone, wasn't it? And Wasn't it Anzac Day when he pulled out the phone? Oh, no, the GoPro when he was filming. Was it a GoPro? Is that... Yeah. Oh, I thought he was actually using a phone. Yeah, no, nah, the Either GoPro... Way, He's certainly putting... That's the thing. If you put yourself out there, you do, you know, open yourself to more scrutiny. 100%. You know. What do you reckon? The long hair or the peroxided mushroom? What is worse? Yeah, which one? I think they're both shit. The knob cut's coming back in. Do you remember the undercut? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, people used to say, you look like a penis. And I can't believe people going around with that haircut now because I'm like... Jack Ginnivan's like hair. Ginnivan's hair is fucking terrible. It is ter- like the haircut itself is horrible, and then you've like outdone yourself asking for blonde fucking tips. Yeah. Do I think the guy? The, do I think yeah, the kid can, can play footy? Absolutely, but he looks every time I see him, I think, God, you look like a dickhead. I think there's something between you and I, though, as well, when you see a little egotistical person that it's bittersweet to see their stats go. Or when you see, like, a team that has egotistical fans. Because I, I don't hate one team. I actually don't hate a team. I don't have a hated player, even. I'm not a great fan of some of Toby Green's actions. I still like him. But fans make me hate teams. Great player. Fans make me hate teams. That's why you hate the Dockers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You ever been to Fremantle? I uh, can't even. What as a as a town? Yeah. No, just, have I been to the Fremantle, the city? Yeah, it's just like it's like depression. Really? I feel like I don't remember Freo being like that. But granted, I haven't been there in a while. I'm, oh, I think I it's like been it's five years since I was there. Town, but it's like a lot of drugs. People tweaking as you walk along. A lot of settling blood. I'm pulling out the Centrelink here. I've been around Centrelink myself, so I'm only making fun of myself. But I'm working now. Stay in school, kids. 
Granted, you can edit what you need with that. Mm. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah, all this, stay on this is, this is time wasting. Um, we really should probably move back on to the last game. Yeah, Port Essendon. So they show. So Essendon again. I I, I thought it was going to be a, a little bit closer than sixteen points in the end, but <sighs> they, they fucking show heart for one quarter, and the other three they just can't be fucked. The man. Parish, um, walking off on his captain. That's horrible, man. That's hot. That's a Heppel, horrible look for that club. Heppel's been spoken about this year, though. You know, they've shown footage of him after games at the start of the season. Like instead of showing like a like an angst and an emotion about losing, he's walking off talking with the opposition. You know, I don't know Parish as well. I don't. I'm not sure what was going on there. But again, yeah, you do probably. It's more respectful to speak to someone in your eye. Like anyone, you just speak them in the eye. It's not a good look for your leadership. No. That's your key leader. Even if he's frustrated you, you take that off the field. You sort it out. But I'm just, almost sure Darcy Parrish is in that leadership group too. I think Darcy Parrish is an interesting one to watch. I see he gets up there. He's got he gets good, a shitload of the ball. Well, you know, if you go to stats for the AFL league. And you just go straight to disposals. He is number one. Yeah, of course. Gets a shitload of it. In in the league. Yeah. You know, Clayton Oliver's behind him. You know, he's got 385 disposals this year with an average of 35. How, how good is he, actually? He's pretty much elite in every level. He's elite in disposals, contested possession, kicks, score involvements, clearances... He's only above average in metres gained. Yep. And I wouldn't say it'd be too far off the elite. But, you know, he's been scrutinised this year. I was certain when someone from the club spoke on, might have been Matthew Lloyd, but just said that there's too many players playing for possessions, their stats. Yeah, yeah. I do think he could be one of them. Shield, definitely. You know, a lot of handballs. You know, yeah, I don't like. I haven't. A lot of handballs. I haven't got a lot of. Um, you know, people getting that. A lot many, of respect for Dylan Shield. That you know, even Paris though, getting forty disposals. You know, you should be winning matches when you're getting that much. That's just a lot of grab handball, grab handball. Yeah, what like, are you doing with the ball? Pumping yeah. up your stats like <laughs> it's incredible to get that many in the losing side. But I think like going maybe, back, just, maybe it's the, maybe Sprutton's game plan though. Feed, just feed to go back on what I said then about Dylan Shield, just in case Dylan Shield ever hears this podcast and thinks that I don't like him, it's not about. I don't have respect for the way that he's currently playing the game because I, I, yeah, I, I think he just he chases a possession to stay in um, in contention with playing next week, and I don't like it. Yeah, well, I think this can happen sometimes. You chase a player and you pump up their tires too much. You know, Essendon wind and dine to get him. Oh, you don't have to tell me, man, because as a Carlton supporter, I am absolutely wrapped that we didn't get him. Because oh, was he, he the one that um, Judd and Silvani... Yeah, flew him up to bloody Noosa or whatever they did. Yes. And then at the last... So last half an hour, he rung um, Dodoro, mm-hmm. Adrian Dodoro, and said... No, thank I'm, you. I'm coming, Essendon. So... Make your bed and sleep in it. Well, and that's right. And he's got to wear it now, I suppose. But 
Yeah, I did think that I, I would have loved to have seen them so much more competitive against Port. I think one quarter of heart just isn't enough, mate. Simple as that. Dixon was back for them and... They're still, they're still avoiding a bit of the news. Port? Um, no. Essendon? Oh, sorry, you mentioned with Dixon. But no, I just meant, I mean, Essendon are avoiding the news a bit. But I do think they're going to be spoken about a lot well, more. Well, they fucking haven't. They aren't going to get away from my, gra- my grasp because I've, I'm going to go crazy when we start speaking about this bloody mid-season draft. All right, well, let's just quickly... Anything on board you want to mention? Not really. They're, they're stock standard again. It was stock standard for them to not beat Essendon. But, to win but no, I'm not convinced. Look I'm, at, look I'm at not them. convinced for, for Port, though. Look but, at their last five games. Yeah, that's and that's fine. But look at their first five. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? Again, so, they're, they're, they're on a streak. They've won four their last five, just like Richmond have as well. Carlton's won four of their last five. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few few teams. Lost on the weekend against Collingwood. Went down from third to fifth. Yeah, outside. So that that didn't impress me much. But again... All right, Shania Twain. So we play... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we play Essendon after the bye, I think. And then we've got... And then we've got Richmond. So this... I I think I said to you last week, this will be a really... This will be a really good um, test for... Where Richmond and where Carlton are at, because we played them round one, we beat them, but we're not going to have Harry McKay, we're not going to have um, Weedering, we're not going to have McGovern. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think Essendon's really they they already trying to change their game plan last week against. Port Adelaide going back to basics, and I don't think it necessarily showed much has changed. I think you're going to be okay. Should we? Uh, do you want to go over the trade or do the round twelve tips? I, I just want to touch on the trade. I just want to t- uh, not the trade on the draft. Yep. I really want to just touch on it. Oh, actually, um, I did not know that Tom Lynch was at. Kangas. The Kangas. I did not know that until yeah, today so when he was retiring. He brought in as a ruck with the option of playing, and he obviously never played, but yeah, he's retired now. Yeah. Obviously, just, just, yeah, never quite got into the squad. Had no, absolutely no idea that he was even there. Anyway, uh, so the draft, right? So um, Jai Cully went to the Eagles. He's from Glenelg, I think. Oh, the bloke who's been working at the chicken shops and... Has he? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's had a couple of jobs and he was unfortunate, apparently, to not be picked up in the draft. He's got dreadies or something? He something looks, like like, looks like he's got dreadies. I don't, I don't but know. yeah, no, they're pumped up. Poor kid. Midfielder? So, which is exactly what they need. <laughs> yeah. Because their fucking midfield's 100 years old. But still, he's going in like Jason Horn, I reckon. That's okay, though. Mate, when you're that low... You'd need to be able to get something like him. So, you guys have got Jason Horn Francis. Mate, as far as I'm concerned, anything, any player that they can pick up under the age of 23, you know, go for gold. Yeah. Carlton got Sam Durden. 
X-Roo. X-Roo. Yeah, I saw you were hunting him. Yeah. So, well, we need a key backman, mate. We're, de- we're down. So now we're down Weedering and we're down McGovern. So we needed that backman. So he comes in. Will Hayes, uh, we picked up as well. X-Dog. So I, I actually don't think Will Hayes will play. He's pl- he He's been playing for our VFL side. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Averaging something like 34 possessions a game. Averaging 34. Um, and you don't reckon he'll get a game? Well, he's a midfielder, mate. I, don't, oh, I can't yeah. see him breaking into that midfield. Could they put him as a forward? No, forward? they could probably put him on the wing. So if someone like... Or, or maybe a small drift, a small drifting forward, maybe potentially. But I think if like someone like a Noons or an Owies doesn't perform, maybe he comes in. But I don't know. I'm Liam, not sure. Liam Jones, what happens there with him? No, so he said that he wants to come back next year. So he. But he's nominate. going into a draft. He's not. He's not going back to Carlton. He's out. No, no, no. He won't. He won't end up back at Carlton. Hundred percent. That is one hundred percent. He won't end up at Carlton. Um, I thought the other thing. I, I'm not sure whether or not Vossi's son got picked up in this draft. I don't think he did. Um, which is a bit of a bummer, but that's okay. So you guys got Callan Dawson, who is a key defender. Yeah, I know. So that's wanted, different. No, they that's... wanted they wanted defence. I wanted a forward myself. I, I would have gone a forward for you guys, yeah. Maybe they're watching something. Robbie Tarrant replacement, you think? I don't know. I've really not looked into it. They've obviously that. thought about it. They've obviously thought about it and, th- and thought, okay, yep, key defence. That's a key defender. That's what we need. I just, I don't know. If you can build off that, fucking go for it. Go for gold. But so here's what shits me and why I'm going to go mental. Yeah. Now, if you were at Essendon, or no, hang on. Let's not even say if you were at Essendon. If you were an Essendon supporter and you were watching the football this year, what would you say that they need in a key position Player. Where would you see a need in Essendon's list? Some people would be saying the captain, but <laughs> I'd... I disagree. I, I don't think it's going to matter who no, the captain is of that club is. Well, you're asking me off the cuff here. I am. Sorry. And I'm probably going to be saying they need someone in the forward line. In the forward line. Right. So that's not what they did. I would have thought so too because I would have thought that the unfortunate part about this is you can't score because you've got one bloke in two-metre Peter who you're kicking the ball to. So instead of, instead of doing that, they've picked up Massimo D'Ambrosio who is a halfback. Can you believe that? From the Richmond Footy Club, I see. But, Training program. Classy. Yeah, yeah class, classy. Right, yeah. mate. Do you know Nick Hind? He's classy too. Guess where he plays? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Don't tell me that you're doing everything you can to make sure this club is on the up and up and pick a half back up 
and still have no help down there for two metre Peter. What are you doing? Mm. That's fucking terrible. I, when, when I was going through the draft tonight, I could not fucking believe that. See, I'm glad you've gone over the draft because I was too busy building the ambience of the studio. <laughs> if everyone's wondering why I'm just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because I've been doing a lot of decorating... I'm the lady of the... I shouldn't even say that. That's you are, though. You are, though. If there's one of us that is more so than the, the other, it's definitely you. Well, you've got to be, <laughs> and I don't And I groom it to perfection. No. Yeah, so that's it. That's uh, that's all I wanted to go over with the draft. I'm happy with where who we got. We got well, who we needed. I was a little bit was... puzzled by yours with your key defender. No, and I was I, even I, more I, so puzzled with the halfback. I read I read that they were going for the defender. So they must think they've got stocks or they've got an idea of something they're doing in the future with the I hope board. so. I hope so. Well Super Larky's not selling to me, but he is just a kid and I might eat those words one day. Rewalt didn't sell Is he just a kid? Hey, do you know sometimes I look at him and I think, geez, you must be like 40. No, no, he's a, he's a bean pole. He's just a spring chicken. You know, they, like they guys are, you know like guys like Shannon Hearn? So yeah. Shannon Hearn's our age, right? You can tell I, I swear to God, like he's looked like he was 40 for 10 years. Yeah, hasn't he? Like he, the receded hairline. And yeah, all that. and the old like skin. and well, Oh, man. This, this was a question posed to me by Stephen Bruce, you know. Yep. Good footballer in the old country leagues, and he, he wants to get on. Called you the podcast king this yeah, week. He's tr- he trolls me. He does. <laughs> I made fun of him a lot growing up, <laughs> just because I was the better footballer. You're a bully. That's that's bullying. No, no. It was self defence. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So what do uh, you say? He he wanted to go. He wanted to pose tough questions. He did. And he wanted to throw them at you. At me? At you. Okay. He reckons, you know, he reckons you're the IQ. Oh, I'm? I'm, I'm the special comments because I'm special. I, and you're the IQ. You're very special. Yeah, so so here's his question to you. Right. He wants to know, what's your opinion on this draft considering, it's a trade period, it's a draft. Yes. And you're taking key fantastic players out of their teams mid-season and those teams are significant teams that will formulate like futures for the others on the in, up. in the state leagues you're talking about yeah these 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 players like the Callan Dawson for the Roos and uh Cully was it for West Coast yeah you know, from Glenelg yeah Glenelg yeah that's Noble's old team back in the day oh yeah um, you know these these guys are midway through a season with a team a core group and now they've just lost a key player. Great, yeah. because they're good and they're burnt. I'm sure the player's happy they're there. But just in terms of the impact it has on Roots football, taking away, like in terms of ladder now, you know, that's like, I don't know, when Dusty Martin was on fire and you just ripped him out the side when, what, 2017, I think it was, when he was electric? Was that when he got the triple? Uh, well, yeah, it'd be around there. around that period. Like, imagine, imagine just pulling him out of the side midway through your season and, like, granted, it's not AFL, but you're playing in your oh, still high-tier level footing. I think you play, I think, so... I know it's a hard so one. For not, they're always going to put AFL first because it's the highest format of footy, but 
there must be some compensation to. So teams. from from my point of view, it is. Um, it's. I think it's the exact same as having a draft period at the start. The problem is, so w- what you've currently got in the state leagues is you've got kids that endeavour to play in the AFL and will do anything to do that and are supported by those people within the club to do so. No one would take that away from, you know, like a Jai Cully. No one's going to take that away from him at Glenelg. I don't think. I like it, and the reason why I do like it is the exact same reason as I like a mid-season trade period. And funnily enough, we'll get on to that, but that's now being semi-supported by the Players Association. But I, I, quite, I... I quite like that you can do this mid-season draft. Do I think it could hurt teams in the process? 100% I do yeah. think it could hurt and that's teams. Why you can't However, do it. yeah, no, I, I think you can. No, it's so good. Hang on, what can't you do? No, 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 you're talking about the trade period though. Yeah? I'm not talking about that yet. I'm talking about the mid-season draft. I think, yes, it can hurt a team, right, in a state league. But if you're playing state league, you're either, one, endeavouring to still play AFL or you have played AFL and you've gone back to state league. Mm. So, so I I support that right. the mid season trade, I trade I don't support. I firmly believe that I think they could could have one. Don't it's support but, trade, but it's now. So why don't you support it? Well, it's like Lee Matthews was going on to say, like if you can have too much whining and dining to get a player there. You can have managers talking behind. You can have players coming up to players. You know, having your nepotism. And you know, you're talking before about you know. Play teams having some form of an advantage and teams suffering. You know, here I am becoming a little bit protective, but of course, teams like Kangaroos are going to not be successful in that period. They will constantly be the poor team on the bottom of the, the ladder. Who, who was it in? Hang on, you're already there. I know. You're already there, and yeah. you've been there for. No, we haven't. We've been there for two years. <laughs> two years we've been terrible. Kangaroos haven't been there. People just... What did you... So, okay. So, go back to this 2020. Is where, this is where we've been the last probably few years. Somewhere between there and there, I'd say. And there... Oh, and there and there. So, the between, yeah, between 7 and 13th. Yeah, and that's like over the last 10 years, you know. Because if you're going back within those 10 years, there's been prelims, attendance and whatnot. Yeah. Two prelim attendances. Yeah. Obviously not in the last five years, but still within the last ten years. I just reckon people have short memories. I just reckon it's a it's a poor team, but still powerhouse club in Victoria that was very successful in the seventies, only lapsed lightly in the eighties, dominated the nineties, wasn't horrible in the two thousands, and finally have conceded defeat and fizzled out. And it's it's good to see, but it's just it's really interesting to watch people actually assume that North Melbourne are just inherently a shit team. I was like, no, they were the team that won the games that they should have lost, as always happened, and lost the games they should have won. There has been something mentally wrong with Kangaroos for a long time, Mm. where they haven't been able to be strong enough to actually finish a game. 
But yeah, I don't think many people want to hear about kangaroos other than me. And I sound like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh when I talk about him. Oh. So. Alright, so we're going to go through it all, right? Mm. So, last year you finished 18th. Yeah? Okay. The year before that you finished 17th. Yep. The year before that, in 2019, you finished 12th. Not horrible. Still look great. 2018, you finished 9th. 2017, you finished 15th. Was that 17? Yep. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, you finished in the 8. 2015, you finished 9th. 2014, you finished 6th. So, you're well, right. So, 16 must have been when we went up to the prelims, was it? Oh, I must don't have know. Must been up in the top four. Not sure. 10th, this is going back to luck. So, 2012, 13. you were 8th. Okay, so, that's pretty 2011, much you were 9th. So, that's it. So, look at that. So, yeah. So, going from 2011, you've got 9, 8, 10, 6, 9... 2016 was pretty sure that's where we lost the prelim, but we'll never a challenger. And then pretty much from 17 onwards, so yeah, five years. Do you know what I mean, though? Nine. So you're twelve. Twelve's not great. Twelve's not. Twelve's not great. But twelve's not bad. Twelve's not panic stations, but yeah, like what's going on here? But then 17 and 18, and this year's gonna be yeah 17 again. Now you guys, you guys don't have the stock that Carlton have now because we've grown those those kids over the last five six years right mm. so that's what worries me about the kangaroos you guys have been down for you know five years fine i don't think it's finished yet the thing i think you bottomed but i i don't i don't think there's a fix same with the bombers there's no there's no easy fix to it I look at Carlton, the man, thing, 20 fucking years that we had heartache down there. The thing I think about with your team as well is that in terms of modern world, modern, I'm talking probably 80s onwards, is that Carlton's had winning periods, not winning cultures, you know? Like kangaroos have a winning culture of the 90s, which is enough to like go, look where you come from. Mm. This is us. Watch our freaking, watch this footage. We've got freaking five hours of footage of us just in the 90s kicking ass. Like, and it's just, like, player, culture, success, you know. And granted, I'm not bemoaning what you have done. You won. You won a flag. You lost a, a final to the Roos in 99. But, I mean, sustaining the success. And Kangaroos only won two flags in the 90s and they lost one. But, like I said, made preliminary finals from 93 to 2000. That's just the morale. Like, that makes you feel as a supporter, like, I go for a team like Geelong. You know the way people probably feel about Geelong now? Like when they come out, like, I go for a pretty powerhouse team. Like, we might lose, but there's every chance my team's going to win. Mm. They're not shit, but they can get rocked on a day. That's how I've always been with Kangaroos. So it's funny. Over the last, I'd say, yeah, it's funny. Since 2017, there's been some definite, definite issues, but 
I bet you any money if you go back to 2017, that's probably almost exactly when Scott has rid Harvey, Petri, Ferrito, Del Santo. They did that massive chop exodus to cut cost, and then it was the beginning of the decline. Mm. Either way, it's bad to watch, and I can't wait till it's a buy note, and it's just something to reflect on as our dark days. But yeah, I really would like to see Horn Francis stay in that kangaroo jumper, just because I think he reflects the spirit of what I think a kangaroo player should have. Just grunt, and I reckon kangaroos have to throw the book at him. They need to keep him, not because of also how good he is, but what he symbolises mm. as a player. His spirit and attitude and just grunt is what I know kangaroos is saying, be like him. Yeah. Not be like Mike. They're saying like be like Jason. I really hope I really hope he stays. I, I love him. I, love I hope him. he stays as well. And I, I hate the fact that if he leaves, I'll, I'd hate the kid because I just would have rather <laughs> kept him. But he's going to be he's going to be great to watch. He will. He will. He's going to have a long career. That no matter what happens. Is Dacos going to win the NAB Rolls and Star this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll. He, he's the most consistent. Is he? I reckon he's, he's... Collingwood's the only consistent side that's hovering the way it does. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Yeah, like, I know. It's you know what weird. I mean? Like, But they if you're playing Collingwood, you're sort of like, they can beat the top. You know, they're a good side. Um, let's do tips. Well, they beat Carlton, so we knew that was coming. We were due, a, well, clearly looking at those last five, we were due a loss. That's just a big game event, though. Yeah, that rivalry game. Yeah. Carlton's only just been Richmond again after 10 years on Friday nights. 13 fucking years, mate. Just give your team a chance to work back up to the main events. fucking years. You All know, right, let's you, do tips. You, and just while you can gas back for one minute, I just want to go over... Because I did take notes that proved a little bit futile tonight. But saying that, your team... So many outs, man. If you're going to talk to me about outs, we've got so so many outs. So let's have a look here. We've got Zach Williams. Yeah. Calf. Yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. Now, is he the quad? Yes. You've got McKay out for three weeks with a knee. Nah, it'll be more than three, I think. Well, currently it's going off three, but the internet updates regularly, so I'll check it later. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got three off, and he's a, he's a great forward. But mind you, he's not the best forward because old boy Coleman, medal leader, Kuno's playing support. To be fair, fucking Harry McKay won the, won the fucking Coleman last year. I know, year. but how good is Kuno? Was Kuno <laughs> Kuno's where was, been amazing. Where was Kuno last year? That, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Spent a bit of time out that of That boy is electric. He is. How good. I freaking love him. You've got McGovern out for eight. Yeah. No, no. And I think I don't think he'll um, he'll play many games this year. March Bank. He, he may come back through the VFL. Either way, he's gone. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Yeah, I didn't see much in this, but we during six weeks with that shoulder. Yeah, AC joint. Just what? knocked it out. Just, he's running off. The commentators were so quick, like, doesn't look good. Will be massive if he's out. And he was out. And yeah, man. Stayed that, out. So fast. First quarter. So fast. First quarter. They, they called it straight away. He didn't even have tests or anything like that on the 
bench, straight down to the rooms, bang, and then they called us up. Luke Parks out for nine, pitting it. He's out for fucking Ruckman, dude. Seven weeks. Yeah. This is why Silvani has to do so much work. And now and Cripps now Cripps is fucking right. Cunningham as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. We're pretty debilitated. Yeah, you, you better just make sure you run the ice baths and you know, just maybe ease up on some of the pressure drills. Mm. But yeah, let's let's get got some Jordan, tips. Got Jordan Russell there doing all the uh Fitness stuff too, man. Let's get some tips for the round. Going in right. this week, so not a big one. Easy, done. Six games. You run it. Bulldogs, Cats, Friday night. Good game. Where do we go? Where do we go? It's funny here. I'm looking at it. It's Bulldogs are eighth, whereas Cats are sixth. But the Bulldogs paying a dollar seventy-five on sports bet. Yeah. Caddies two dollars and eight cents. I am going to go. With the kitty cats. Really? I think, I think there's a lot of misconception in how successful the doggies were against West Coast. I reckon there's a lot of reflection on West Coast in that game. I reckon not saying dogs didn't play well. I just reckon that's reflected in the price totals. I reckon cats are going to shock them. That'll like- be close. I'm going to go cats by nine points. Nine. I, I 100... 10% agree with what you're saying. I think the dogs win last week is a ref- is a reflection on West Coast, not so much them. However, they are slick, man. They are slick, and when they are on, they are on. Um, Trelaw is, like, majestic. When he is on, he's fun to watch. Jeez, Collingwood would miss him. Oh, well. But they're not, they're not exactly on Struggle Street, are they? No, not at the moment. Um, I'm going dogs. I'm going dogs. Um, Saturday, first game of Saturday's Adelaide and the Eagles. Fuck, that'll be a ripper. I'm just going Adelaide, but again. <laughs> you I'm, know what? I actually think I'm this. I'm going Adelaide as well. No, actually, I don't even think this game will be competitive. I think Adelaide will get up by at least 40. I think Adelaide are going to. 35. I, I think Adelaide are going to beat them by seven goals. I'm going 35. So, yeah, which is, yeah, pretty much. 35, all right. Uh, oh, let's see. I have high hopes for this game, man. Suns Sun- North. Nah, I see Ruse. Unfortunately, I don't. Again, I think this is that feeling that Suns just aren't that team, but they are. They're competitive. They're good yeah. footballers. Yeah. They're good. I think Kangaroos, unfortunately, particularly the fact that it's, in Darwin, I think this one is. Uh, Tio, yeah. I reckon the humidity is going to um, play a part. I reckon Ruse will go down by 30. 30? 30. Our least disappointing loss. Just And that's got more to do with the climate. I don't I don't even think it's going to be a high, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Mm. Another good game on the Saturday night. Who'd you go? Obviously, Suns. Oh, yeah, Suns. Suns. Yeah. Um, I gave your team a bit of a rap last week against Saints and they, they let me down. It's, Tell me, I picked the Saints. You picked the Saints, yeah, and I picked oh the Roos. No, you didn't. You didn't, actually. I tell a lie. You picked the Roos because you said, Dude. you you bloody said to me, I'm not in a tipping competition. I can tip the Roos. Don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you can tell who drinks more beers and who doesn't by the end of it because I don't recall much and you do. <laughs> My beer quota I bring over is less and less now. So, 
Yeah, no. So you, I tip the Saints, but I get, I did give your boys a rap and said that it would be great if you had a win, but they they didn't. And Disgusting footy, and you know what? To have come out, we're not going to go over it all night, but to have seen them play what they did against the D's for three quarters and then do and that, then dish up that, yeah. And I, that's what made me so excited. Yeah. Well, speaking of the D's, this is another great game, dude. On Saturday night, Melbourne Sydney. I reckon D's get back up there again. Yeah. I reckon D's do, and I reckon this one will be just by the perfect 12 points, two goals. I'm going D's too, but I'm... Not convincing. Nah, I'm not saying that that's a convincing win. I think Buddy makes a difference, and I think that's probably why the Swans are paying 4 bucks 20 I think Buddy looks for time off a bit these days. (laughs) Yeah, after he kicked 6,000 goals, didn't he get himself rubbed out again? Nah. I swear. This is the first time he's been suspended. I swear he had time off after kicking his goals. No. No, he had a broken finger. (sighs) See, time off. Well, fuck. Would you break your fucking finger to have time off? If you broke your nail, can you say your finger's broken? Well, I suppose. Exactly. So, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm going the Ds, but I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by the Ds currently. Uh, All right, Sunday. First game of Sunday is Hawthorne and Collingwood. Collingwood win that. Hot pies. Got to go with the hot pies. Collingwood absolutely shit that in, I think. Uh, You know what? Again, I think this is like Carlton. I think they win. Again, I'm going to bring this one up to 18 points just because of the fact they're just neighbours, familiar climates. Rivalries, whatever game plays, I reckon it'll be closer game. But yeah, I think yeah. Again, Pies will easily get there. Yep. I don't I think they'll, I don't think they'll ever lose the lead, but they won't flog them. Yeah. And oh, the game of the rounds at the very I, end. I think game of the round at the very end. Dockers and Brizzy. Game of the round. Note that. Noted. I'm going the Dockers because that uh, Optus. Oh. Of course you would. I'm going with the Lions just to annoy you. Oh, you're it's, a dickhead. Because it's an Optus. <laughs> you're a dickhead. <laughs> I'm not in a tipping competition. I can tip whoever I like. Exactly. You know what? Just to... Yeah, fair enough. I'm going with Dockers. I, I think that they win over here. I think Dockers... If it pisses rain, it will be the worst game of football to watch. If it rains, because Brisbane, because Brisbane will be terrible as well. No, Brisbane have torrential rains. They're so familiar with it. No, no, no. It rains on the east. I'm telling you, it'll be Lions, Lions by. I'm going to go a cool fourteen points. Fourteen points. Well, I think you'll eat your hat next week. I think you'll eat a lemon. Potentially. <laughs> Right. I can tell you now, though, it's going to be sunny on Sunday. Have you got any uh, jibber-jabber you want to talk about footy as we get towards the tail end? Of I don't. The, uh... I don't. Not this week. It's a short week. Uh, nah, nothing. I'm I'm really hoping that after this buy, Carlton come out against Essendon and have a win. Yep. But we can talk about that next week. What's but... your opinion on the Doug Nichols round? How, how, what do you reckon about it? I was one of the ones to remember. I like it. I'm not making a big song and dance trying to win Raiders. I'm not, you know, I know we're just shy of a million listeners, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Some, something I'm, like that. I can't I'm, remember off the last I'm, check. I'm not playing for votes, but it was really good. 
the Doug Nickel rounds. Uh, I yeah, I like it. I think, it. I think it needs to stay. I think yeah. they need to make it bigger and better every year. Um, yeah, I, I, honestly, I think but it needs to stay. I think as well, if... Th- now, this is the controversy. Just always going to get controversial, I do. You do, every time. Who's listening at the end, anyway? But, you know... Probably if, no one. So, Doug Nichols' round, you know, is for the indigenous folks. But also, if those folks... All players... I shouldn't even say it like that. But all players, if, if someone bloody does a crime there, like, obviously, does something that should be reportable, or there should be, you know, suspension... Yeah. You throw the book at them. During that round? Why no. during that round and not other rounds? No, as in like, we're not going to make an example of you during this period. Like Buddy Franklin, he's he's just struck Cochin while wearing their, you know, special jumper. There's not a more deserving bloke in the AFL that deserves a punch in the head though. Oh, I was... Oh, actually, there's probably a few, but Cochin would be up there for me. I yeah, fucking hate him. I, it was like watching two idiots, so it was like if Cochin hit Buddy back, I wouldn't have been upset either. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, he like he should have been really reprimanded for it. It would look bad during the round to call highlight Buddy, but it is what it is. You know? So I don't get it. What are, you, what are you trying to say, though? I'm trying to say that I think because, well, in this case, Buddy's an Aboriginal, while well, he identifies with heritage and whatnot. And he's done something that should have been more reportable. He should have faced a much larger consequence. Oh, so your controversy is you think he got off lightly because he's Aboriginal and it was this it was the round for that heritage? Possibly, you know, you know, someone else this is also stemming off a conversation I had with someone else who's been watching footy and just said, you know, in that round they just observed a lot of footage of rough play that should have been reportable. Not even reportable, should have been perhaps free kicks within the gameplay. And people would rather say, well, say what you're talking about with the evidence. I don't. So it's no one void in that regard. But going off of this, something to pay attention to. And I was like, you know, don't do it in footy, you know. Make every rule count. Don't, well, don't do it. Don't do it at all. Yeah. I've stood pretty staunch on this the entire time. Don't do it. Don't make it part of your game. I've, again, I have seen. But rules. again, one of our one of the superstars of the game, right? And I, I understand that this I've argument. I've seen rules favour, unfortunately, people in the game. You can literally look at photos, stills of people doing the exact same action, yep. and looking at the consequence and seeing the disparity in it. Yep. I'm not speaking on anything here. I'm literally going off some conversation where I said, "Give me some advice for a podcast, and I need some need some banter." But uh, I was like, it, it is true. And also, looking at Buddy getting off, I was like, that was a, that was a freaking punch to the face. We didn't get off. We got a week. A week is a week. nothing. A week is nothing, I agree. A week is nothing. And how many people love Buddy and watch him? He's a superhero. It's it's special treatment. It is. And I'm just calling it out for what it is. And then it was nice talking to you <laughs> I'm in podcast jail. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You think they let it a lot go? I don't know. Pay round. attention. I reckon just pay attention. I just reckon... I reckon... It's a great round. I love the round. 
But yeah, I just reckon it's just something that you've got to make sure that like it doesn't influence the football in any way what regard. Footy flows, all rules are paid. If you throw a punch and you punch someone in the face, you get suspended proper. I agree. Like but this is, I think this is firm result of the AFL looking at the action versus the outcome. If you hadn't knocked him out, he he wouldn't have got a week. Yeah, either way. It looked to me like a closed fist and it's being reported as an open hand. It just frustrates so, me because I just don't... thing is, is, I just don't know how Buddy Franklin could get off from that. And I can only... Sh- I don't know. I can only assume the around. Like, they don't want to highlight that sort of negativity on the round with one of their probably major marketers of the round. Of Indigenous stars yeah, playing. laying a punch on someone. And I was like, too bad, so sad. It was a pretty silly thing for Buddy to do, really. Silly. I watched it live and I said, as soon as I saw it, I was like, he's gone. It was that obvious. It was one of those jump out of your seats like, did you see that? Wait till you see the replay. He's gone. 100% gone. Gone, 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 gone. And then when you hear a week, you're like, are you serious? Getting like, off this topic, I would um, I would like to go back to the Switzkowski um, tackle. See? And we're, no, we're... What, we, you got two weeks for that? We No, but if we go back to previous episodes, mm-hmm. we said, we shake hands and agree that two weeks is probably it. And he got two weeks. <clears throat> I said one, you said three, and we shook hands on two. Well, and he got two weeks. Again, it's just what a, it's so funny. Just doesn't make sense to me. The actions are speaking louder. No, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Honestly, you're going to get four weeks for saying piss off umpire soon. Seriously. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that doesn't happen. Oh, but either way, I reckon that's... All my brain has on football at the moment. Yeah. Until next week. Yeah. Have fun. Adios.